All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast. I'm your host, David Dassaw, as per usual, and joined with me, as per usual, also, is my co-host, Ted White. How are you doing, good sir? I am. Uh, I'm doing well, David. Thank you for asking. Well, you sound nice and sexy today. That's not a... Uh, you know, I'm not putting a hit out on you. Uh, I'm just saying that because you have a sort of kind of brand spanking new microphone. It's new to me, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we had a little bit of crackling audio in the uh, the bonus episode that we recorded not too long ago. And we had to do something about that. So yes. it's... Uh, as it turns out, if you don't take care of your equipment and throw it around <laughs> in your desk when you're not using it, it does not hold up well. So I've heard, and so we've seen from uh, historical instances. Um, anyways, so today we are carrying on our informal paranormal series with part three, which is ocean mysteries and conspiracies. That's right. Uh, the ocean. Short story, it's scary as fuck and you yeah. should never go there. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that is accurate. Yeah, so I mean, like, if you wanted to just get a brief recap of, uh, or a brief overlook at what this episode is all about, and then, like, turn off the podcast and go do something else, which we would not blame you for at all, mm-hmm. um, that that would be the takeaway here, is that... Yes, yeah, the, ocean, ocean, scary AF. Mm-hmm. Also fish pee there, so, kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, they do. Awesome. Um you know what do you what do you gotta you, you gotta you gotta go somewhere and sometime right i mean that's actually how uh the first human evolved from fish he was like i'm sick of floating around all this fucking piss <laughs> i'm growing legs and getting the fuck out of here and the other right. fish were like what the fuck are legs except they're underwater so it came out like or so i don't know but uh, i'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened that is i talked to god about it he told me Right, Darwin jotted it down in his yes, uh, journal. That's, that was in the first draft of uh, The Origin of the Species. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, we're going to talk about all the crazy conspiracies and mysteries surrounding um, the big, big old body of water that surrounds us everywhere. Um, we're obviously going to hit on the main stuff that a lot of people have heard of and some that I'm sure you haven't heard of because uh, there's definitely stuff in here that was new to me when we started our research. And that's so, right. We actually did research for this episode. I know. It's crazy. It is. So this so is a we, possible first. Right. So we hope this is a true form of infotainment for you all that you are entertained and informed, hopefully. If not, then, you know, it's not our fault. You chose to listen to this. Exactly. We never forced you to. Nobody put a gun to your head. And if they did, (laughs) you can't prove that we paid them to. So we're in the clear no matter what. Right. Also, what a weirdo. Like, who would do that? Like, listen to this this subpar podcast. I'm telling you, man. My ultimate goal is to get this podcast used as torture. (laughs) Excuse me. Enhanced interrogation techniques. I'm sorry. I forgot to use the proper terminology. Sure. So before we get into our topic at hand this episode, we just have a quick shout out to throw out there. Um, And it is to our newest Patreon donor, um, Miss Steph Jane. And she reached out to me when uh, several weeks back when I asked for uh, ghost stories and she gave me one and she started listening to the podcast on a regular basis and decided to become a patreon donor so steph thank you so much for your support and your donation um and, and your badass two first names yes right um that was something that we talked about on the bonus yeah. episode that yeah. was exclusive to patrons that yeah now that joke isn't exclusive to patrons so you're welcome peons <laughs> right don't you're say welcome. i never gave you nothing right you're welcome normies right you pores <laughs> what is this some kind of poor speak that i don't understand <laughs> But yes, if you would like to join Steph and all the others in getting awesome bonus content and a cool button and sticker set and 
behind the scenes looks and updates um, on a weekly basis, then head on over to our Patreon page. We'll put a link below in the podcast description. Um, we have a couple different tiers, so you can check them out. Um, but definitely look up that. Also, leave us a rating and review if uh, you enjoy the podcast. That would be super dope. Um, but yeah, Ted, you ready to get the ball rolling on some ocean mysteries and conspiracies? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that it took you a minute to answer, but... Well, the ocean's scary as fuck. I had to make sure I was up to it. I mean, we are safe on land. That is true. So, that is well, we're on land. I don't for, know how safe we are, but we're on land. <laughs> uh, touche. <laughs> yeah, touche. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hit the music and get this shit show on the road. Okay, so David, uh, we have established that the ocean is in fact scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah, no good. But uh, let's let's throw out some other quick facts. Other than it's scary and you shouldn't go in there. Don't fuck with water. Yeah, I mean, because water will fuck you back. Yeah, and not even I mean, in that fun way like you like with the choking and the weird dirty shit. But uh, yeah, yeah. So seventy uh, percent, uh, approximately, of the Earth's surface. Is below the ocean, David. Yeah, it's a lot. That's fucking um, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really makes... terrifying. That's that's even more terrifying when you consider that 95% of that, unexplored. Mm-hmm. So a giant chunk of our world, the only world we have, we don't know dick about. <laughs> we don't even know what it looks like. That's fucked right. up, right? We've been to the moon, David. All right, we know what the moon looks like, but, you know... Five miles off the coast of Houston is a fucking wasteland that we know nothing about. That weirds me out, man. Right. Like, what's the, uh, the that cliched saying that's not even so cliched? Like, we know more about the surface of Mars or the surface of the moon than we do yeah. about the the uh, the ocean um, yeah, ocean that, floor or whatever. That's true. Like, we know more about yeah. space than we do about the ocean, which is, is cool in a way, but also kind of backwards, right? And And to bring it back around fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. The unknown is scary. That's a, that's a deeply human uh, thing. Uh, mm -hmm. The Mariana trench over there in the Pacific ocean, mm -hmm. right off the coast of Guam between Guam and the Philippines, uh, that has the deepest point on earth. It's like 7.7 .7 miles deep. And you mm -hmm. think to yourself, that's not that far. Eight miles, not even eight miles. That's not that far. There's a grocery store to you closer than that. There's like 14 McDonald's and within an eight mile range of you right now. Right. It gets a little crazier when you think that that's like one and a quarter times longer or deeper than Mount Everest is tall. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's basically like a billion, not a billion, but several Titanics stacked. Like, yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's more than that. Like, cause what, what did you say? It's, uh, it's like, it's uh, 35, 30, almost 36,000 feet deep at yeah. its deepest point. Um, yeah, I think the, one of the factoids that I found that I forgot to write down in the notes is that like Mount Everest can be, uh, the, the foot of Mount Everest can be at the foot of the Mariana Trench and to the peak of Mount Everest there between that and the, um, ocean surface, there would still be like 7,000 feet left. Yeah. That's a little cray cray. I don't know if the kids um, will say that, but I'm bringing it back. Yeah, it, it's appropriate in this instance because it is. And I, I've seen some of the fish that come out of that area, and I would not fuck with those fish. Yeah, no, I, I would not either. Uh, I definitely, 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 definitely would not. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Edit that cough out. It makes me sound weak. <laughs> <laughs> Shit speak. Uh, speaking of Mount Everest, uh, to keep going with that analogy, thousands, literal thousands of people have climbed that mountain. Some mm -hmm. of them more than once. Three people have explored the deepest point of the ocean. Uh, and what's interesting to me is one of them is the director, James Cameron. <laughs> right. Who is basically my actual hero because like 
if there's a dude living a better life than him, I want to meet him because he gets to make movies that make a shitload of money. And then he gets to spend all that money he makes doing ridiculous shit, like going to the bottom of the ocean, <laughs> which that is like the ultimate flex. I want that in life. I don't know, man. Like you can have right. all your opulent wealth and all that. I, that's cool. I don't want that. I just want to have enough money to go to the bottom of the ocean and take a picture of me doing the DX crotch, crotch chop. <laughs> If you ain't down with the bottom of the ocean, right, I got right. <laughs> Like, I, I want to be able to crotch chop one of those weird fish that lives at the bottom of the ocean. I can die immediately after. I don't care. In fact, I want to because I want to go out on top at just the bottom crotch, of the ocean. <laughs> just randomly crotch chop like an angler fish or yes, some shit. and then die. I don't care. What what else do I got? I don't, that's all I need. That's it, baby. Right, yeah. Die in the name of angler. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we got off on that weird cross chop a fish and die tangent but it happens <laughs> that's why you know. keep listening to us to us on the key garage podcast it's our weird shit like that yes god knows that's it the rest we, of the content uh right, that's what yeah. we bring to the table right um but but yeah i and james cameron he did that post titanic right like he basically took yeah. like his winnings it, well, and was like go go ahead I'm. I mean that. That was basically it. Like, I initially I thought it was like for research for the Titanic, but then I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense because that's not the same ocean. No. So he basically made the film Titanic so that they could go explore the the wreckage because up to that point it hadn't really been done. You know, in mm-hmm. the mid nineties. Um, I'm not going to say it hadn't been done at all, but like to the extent that they did it, like the filming that they did around the the down ship, like that's basically the reason he did the film. He was like, yeah, I want to do that. That sounds dope. Uh, <laughs> he did the Marianas Trench uh, just just eight or 10 years ago, I think, around 2010 or 2012, I want to say. I, I could be very wrong. I, I think yeah, I read that somewhere. No, that, that sounds right. I, I want to say that I, when I heard about it initially and then like forgot about it, like it, it wasn't that long ago, like within the last... 10 years or so yeah like i said i think he just did it as a flex <laughs> right you know, god tier flex throwing it out a there god tier flex you are correct sir yeah um so we, we say all that about the ocean being deep and scary to to really preface uh this thought which is basically all the conspiracies about the ocean they're they're kind of believable right because we don't know <laughs> right yeah they require the least suspension of disbelief yeah like Ted, like you said, with the ocean, there's there's just so much shit that like we don't fucking know about that you could be like, yeah, there there's a place uh, between Bermuda and Miami and this other place that like sucks in airplanes and ships and never to be seen again. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what happened. Sorry, sorry about your luck. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, scary shit. Yeah. I really cannot stress enough. The ocean is fucking terrifying. <laughs> if that's the only thing you take away from this podcast, take that. Actually, no, right. take away me crotch chopping an angler fish. But the second <laughs> thing you should take away is that the ocean's scary as fuck. Yeah. Those two things. Yes. In that order, <laughs> I should add. Right. Uh, before we get started with some of the conspiracies and mysteries and all of that, uh, a, a quick a quick reminder that uh, like with the rest of the episodes in this series, we're only going to scratch the surface. That's not a pun. I was about to say like, no uh, pun intended. No, no, we're going to, we're going to guide, we're going to dive deep. Yeah. Uh, That's another one. Yeah. On my level. Uh, (laughs) So don't get mad when we don't talk about your favorite weirdo conspiracy. Okay. Yeah. We, we also, Sorry, Ted, go ahead. I was going to say, because we don't care what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, I mean, Ted may may not care. I, I on the other hand, kind of care because I'm the one who does like the Facebook polls and stuff, which kind of w- reminds me, thank you so much to everyone who has like participated in all the polls and has given us feedback and um, told us how much they've been enjoying the informal paranormal series like we really appreciate the feedback like it lets us know that we're doing things um i don't i don't know if right is the correct word but we're we're putting out content that some people want to listen to which is you know good every once in a while right ted 
Sure. Uh, your opinions mean nothing to me. I cannot stress that enough. I just cannot stress that enough, listeners. Thanks, uh, Joe, for everything. Uh, uh, let's get cracking. David, because our first topic is the giant squid. This one is one of my favorites uh, because it's real. Uh, more or less, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, the idea of the the Kraken from like twenty thousand leagues under the sea and um, Pirates know, of the Caribbean, pi- yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's that's not what I was going for. I was the uh, Clash of the Titans. Uh, oh those, yeah, those those films. Um, not real, but the giant squid is, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because that's one thing that we basically willed into existence. <laughs> right we're yeah. like we really hope this is real and then like 10 years later after like science and research we're like fuck it's real yeah um you know th- this is one of those things to me and there's a couple on this list where i'm sure that some fishermen uh at some point in history probably several of them saw these and were just <laughs> like what in the fuck because they had no frame of reference right like they had right. no idea what it was and like all fish stories, it went from like, it was 30 feet long to it was 50 feet long to it was a giant with a hundred arms and breathed fire, you know, <laughs> underwater, which right. is impressive. I would like to add. Um, it was the call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just cool that, um, you know, in the, in the early to mid two thousands, we actually got footage of them. Right. Now that's yeah. said, go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, like, tack on top of that, like, uh, I mean, there's still plenty that we don't know about, you know, giant squids. And right. I also, like, just tangentially related, I love the fact that the accepted nomenclature is giant squid. Yeah, yeah all the good names were taken by the time we discovered this, so they were like, eh, it's a really big squid, let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Very creative science, thank you. Yeah. Um, And and Ted, you kind of touched on this, that how like they've kind of been elusive, uh, you know, since we kind of first discovered them, you know, several centuries ago. And and so it's been difficult to study them. So it's still relatively there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to um, squid, like how big they get, which. I don't know if there's like a recorded size. I think it's about 44 or 45 feet, like the longest one that they found, which is pretty fucking long. Mm. Um, but uh, I think a few scientists, and marine biologists have estimated that like there, there could be some out there as big as 66 feet and yeah. they could live lo- like if they live long enough to get to like their longest length, they could be like over 90 feet, which is which- that's fucking crazy fucking insanity <laughs> like like how big is 90 feet like i mean if we were to put it in a frame of reference that we can all understand like how big is a school bus I, why why do i know that david uh i know a semi truck uh, or uh trailer is 53 feet okay so we've all seen a semi truck on the side of the road oh my god driving down the road so like two of those basically, basically. almost two of those yeah just like in the water (laughs) just fucking around about in the water uh i mean this is why we keep telling you (laughs) the ocean is a fucking trip bro uh yeah it's it's something else man um but no like other unknowns include like you know how long they live what we don't have a, a great idea about that like how and where they find their part well they find their partners in the ocean duh but well we know that they- part at least right that's you know that's kind of a a given i think unless they like some kinky grow- motherfuckers out there diving i don't know but right what what if they could like take their tentacles and like dance up on the the sands this, on beaches this is getting way too hentai right now i can't i cannot <laughs> Just like people in the interest of my sanity, we are moving forward. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. Where they lay their eggs, how they migrate, et cetera. Like, you know, there's just a bunch, still a bunch of unknowns about them that just add to the insanity and terror of it all. Uh, But they do. I mean, if if you've seen any videos uh, and if you haven't, I urge you to just 
go check on YouTube for giant squid videos because they are out there. Um, they're pretty fucking majestic. Like they they seem relatively innocuous and not super dangerous. Of course, we don't know to the full extent how dangerous, but it seems like they're pretty chill, you know, uh, unless they're busy swallowing a a pirate ship whole. Uh, All right, Ted. So next up, we got some strange sounds. And this was kind of an odd one because I, when I just Googled, started Googling like crazy ocean shit. That's actually what I typed in. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy ocean shit. Everything. (laughs) Yeah, it it was like, fam, I hope you got your socks on because I'm about to blow them off. How much time you got, broham? (laughs) I got 5,000 page results. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so apparently strange sounds is a very popular ocean mystery and conspiracy that that pops up if you decide to do some ocean conspiracy research it kind of it interests me but it also like it confused me because like it's the ocean so of course there's going to be strange fucking sounds but yeah it it kind of begs the question what do you mean by strange sounds exactly like what after trying to think about it a couple different ways, what I ended up assuming was that like they were strange in comparison to what like scientists and marine biologists have already heard and been able to put a an animal or a thing to that sound. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like two of the, the big ones that I found are the bloop and Julia, which I think it's called Julia because if you listen closely, like it sounds like a prolonged, like, you know, bloop, 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 but also sounds like someone saying the word Julia Hmm. and the bloop is literally like a bloop. It's, you know, not very long, but yeah, I've I've heard of the bloop. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Julia, at least it being called that uh the bloop is really i think they i don't know if they proved it um but i think that's pretty much been accepted that it was an iceberg uh yeah breaking apart and and falling right yeah but i i think for a, a very long period of time before they were able to you know kind of conclusively say that that's what it was there was um there was a lot of talk about it being like a giant squid or some animal that we haven't discovered yet. That's making this sound, uh, I, I guess an animal that they hadn't been able to identify a, a sound for yet. Yeah. Um, I, I always get this one confused. There's another iceberg phenomenon where um, they, they picked up on sonar um, something moving across the ocean floor at some ridiculous speed that was like two times the size of the Empire State Building. Oh my um, God. And I always get that confused with the bloop because one of them was like right in the vicinity of where um, Cthulhu's sleeping place is in the the um, the Lovecraft mythos. Sure. Uh, which I think is just like one of life's funny ironies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so laughs> um, and I can't remember which one, which one it is. I, I think it's the blue, but I could be wrong. I, I just, I think that's funny. You know, that, that proves that the universe has a sense of humor. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't have a whole lot of no- uh, notes on the strange sounds, but it, it was something that came up quite often in our research. So we wanted to at least address it. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know, briefly at, at the very least. Uh, so apparently missing submarines is a, uh, a thing, which is kind of creepy. Like, yeah, a lot of missing ships of (laughs) different sorts, submarines in this case, but you know, uh, standard ships as well. Yeah. Uh, but in 1968, four different submarines went missing And, and not from like one place, like from around the world. Uh, so like the first one was USS Scorpion. Uh, the second was a Soviet submarine, the K-129. It was a French submarine called the Minerve. 
I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, and the INS Dakar, I believe that's how that's pronounced as well. Um, but the last two submarines, they disappeared only four days apart, which is kind of fucking nuts. Um, and the Minerve still has not been found, uh, even though it only disappeared uh, like an hour after it departed from its port. So that's crazy as well. We, uh, we didn't find a whole lot of information regarding the, the missing submarines, but it, once again, like the strange sounds, it was one of those things that kind of repeatedly came up, so we wanted to address it. Ted, I, I don't know, you got any thoughts on, on this? Uh, well, some of these are pretty easily explained. For example, scorpions can't swim, so I don't know why that's a big shocker that that motherfucker sank. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, something tells me that's not the same thing. I have been informed that that is in fact not the same thing. So this is this is awkward and embarrassing for me now. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move along and pretend this never happened. Uh, right. Like I said, though, there have been a lot of weird shipwrecks and and disappearing ships and things like that. So it's it's not just submarines; they don't get all the fun, right? It is. Um, there is, of course, the cursed shipwreck from the Gulf of Mexico, uh, right? Discovered by Exxon Mobil. Yeah, this Weirdly is actually enough. right. This is actually a relatively recent one too. Yeah, this happened in uh, 2001. Uh, Exxon Mobil was laying pipe, not a <laughs> euphemism, uh, and accidentally cut the fucking ship in half. So, <laughs> dick move, Exxon Mobil, for many other things as well. But um, right, thanks, BP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some marine archaeologists at Texas A&M University. Uh, saw this as a good opportunity to use some of that money that they have uh, and use some undersea technology to uncover a bit of history. Mm -hmm. They got some robotic submarines and threw them bitches in the water, which is the technical term, I understand. <laughs> yes, that's that's what they wrote in their theses. <laughs> yes, in their various doctoral papers. Uh, right. Threw them bitches in the water. Threw them bitches in the water. With robotic submarines, they were able to dive thousands of feet and find and see the treasures of shipwrecks, which were now within their reach. Uh, coordinating scientist Brett A. can't pronounce his last name. Uh, stated I, there's bad voodoo out there. Everything that can go wrong has. Uh, which basically means that everything that went awry would take too long to go over. So uh, <coughs> just imagine the worst day you've ever had in the water yeah. with robots. Yeah, it's it's literally that sequence from the Sandlot where that dipshit kid who didn't know who Babe Ruth was took his dad's ball and decided that it was a good idea to play baseball with it. And then they had to go get it back once, you know, that the one kid that was really good at peewee baseball hit it over the fence and they had to get it back from the dog. And so that took up like three quarters of the movie um it was basically that like they they first went down with like a you know the, their robotic uh summer oh, okay no one went down it, it was like an actual robot so no one was in it and um they they like lost sonar and they lost video footage so they were basically like going at it blind and they were trying to peel off like a, a copper plate off the side of the, the ship because that would kind of tell them exactly when the ship sank, because depending on like, I think I read how the, the holes were either nailed or drilled through the copper to the ship that, that kind of tells you what tools they were working with. Hence what time period is it, pretty interesting stuff, but Anyways, they, that's kind of what they were trying to do was date the ship and find a little bit of history about it and also use their fancy, but also kind of not so fancy and well-working um, materials because, yeah, shit just went bad. Like, everything broke. Uh, like, to this day, like, like Ted said, this was back in 2001, they have made several attempts to go um, to go get footage of this ship or get pieces of it to bring it up to the shore to study it. And the fucking ghosts from that ship are just like, nah, fam, you ain't getting this shit. 
<laughs> like, I did not sink and drown in the fucking ocean for some dickhead professor <laughs> to come steal this gold that we probably stole from someone else. All right. right. We stole a fair and square. Fuck you. Basically, future people is what I'm getting out of this. Right. Like, fuck your tenured professor ass. Like, <laughs> get out of, get oh, out of my I face. went to the Ivy League. Fuck you. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> I went to Texas A&M. Ooh. That's, that's not the Ivy League at all. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard that sometimes they play decent football. I don't follow uh, college football. But anyways. <laughs> that was no. our uh one sports reference per year that we're allowed here at the geek garage podcast thank you for right. wasting it david uh, yes. another uh, famous or infamous ghost ship the mary celeste <clears throat> this was found in 1872 off the coast of portugal and you're thinking to yourself a ship off the coast of portugal that's not weird ted you're doing this wrong well <laughs> no listener who i just made up you're wrong <laughs> This ship was discovered without a crew aboard, which is kind of weird because ships need those, I'm told. Uh, typically. Yeah. Uh, everything was in place except the crew and no foul play was suspected as a result. The only thing missing was a lifeboat, a single lifeboat. Now, this was a, a relatively small ship and the crew was only, I think, five or six people plus the captain and his wife. So we're talking, you know, seven to eight people tops uh, mm -hmm. who could have all realistically fit into a single lifeboat. Um. But nobody knows why they just abandoned ship because it wasn't on fire. There was no like crazy damage found on the ship. You know, um, one explanation is that part of the cargo contained alcohol and it was nine barrels, I think. And they found three of them empty. They had leaked out. Um, so they think that perhaps everybody abandoned ship thinking that maybe that would combust. And, you know, obviously a ship in 1872, probably primarily, if not completely made out of wood, would go up like a tinderbox. Mm, yeah. Um, or possibly because it was giving off a really bad, like, noxious type of fume. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but they were never found. The lifeboat was never found and none of the people were ever seen again. Now, you know, keep in mind, this is the 1870s, so it would have been fairly easy to just go to a new place and be like, I'm Steve. <laughs> I have always been Steve. That is who I am and have been. So I can't, you know, just because they were quote unquote, never seen again, you know, that doesn't mean they were actually never seen again. It just means that they were never found by people who were looking for them. So cool story, but doesn't necessarily have the weird ending that everybody wants it to. Right. Yeah. Maybe they all just became Steve's. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's well, except the wife, I guess she could have, well, I mean, she wanted to be a Steve too. Fuck it. Everybody can be Steve. Yeah, everyone is Steve. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, yeah that that must have been nice. Like back then, just be like, you know what? Fuck my old life. Like I'm gonna walk <laughs> ten blocks in this direction and be someone completely different. Right. Hello, everyone. Yeah, I want to be Steve. <laughs> I'm tired of being uh, Ted. That guy sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I heard he. Uh, I heard he uh, cross-checked an anglerfish or whatever the fuck <laughs> cross-checked. <laughs> I think was an asshole. <laughs> I I never knew that that was the name of of that motion where you. What make else would it be, David? You're chopping at your crotch. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you said crotch chop. I thought you said cross chopping. What? <laughs> I don't damn know. it. <laughs> Uh, you you know I'm deaf. Uh, Among other things. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like stupid? Your words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the point of this story is um, Davy Jones and the Flying Dutchman, both very real things. Because <laughs> right. again, the ocean, scary AF. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they came up and took them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, next on our list, we have uh kind of around a similar time period um the uh the mid 1800s this was this is a sea serpent that has actually uh, reportedly been spotted a few times but this is the the first and probably the most notable um and it is the HMS Daedalus sea serpent uh, is 
one of the other things that have that popped up quite a few times in our research. But like I said, it was first spotted in 1848. And it's uh, some some possible explanations could have been just, you know, a whale below the surface or, you know, uh, some other giant like fish, like an oar fish or something that resembles a giant serpent. Like it was 1848, kind of like what Ted was saying earlier, like back then, you know, the, the, the sea was, you know, a, a lot of people traveled by sea, but things were still relatively new. People were seeing things for the very first time. And so like, they didn't know things like squid and, you know, uh, other crazy shit that we know now that we're just now beginning to wrap our heads around. So who knows what the fuck it actually was? Maybe it was a sea serpent, you know, maybe the, the ocean is scare a scary place. So yeah. it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Yeah. I'm not a Marine biologist. Uh, I didn't even stay at a holiday Inn last night, but <laughs> I, I think it was probably a giant oarfish because those really do kind of look like big ass serpents. If, yeah. If, you know, just, just just Google the giant oarfish. They they look like, or maybe giant eels more than serpents, I guess, because mm-hmm. they look similar, but not exact. Like eels are a little different shape than, than serpents are, but oarfish look like giant eels to me. So yeah. I think it would be pretty easy to, you know, be a sailor in the middle 19th century, probably drunk <laughs> and stupid and being like, that's a big fucking snake down there in the water, you know? <laughs> right, uh, yeah. It's got the head of a dragon. <laughs> it breathes fire, man. You know, uh, yeah. drugs are bad. 19th century drugs are worst of all. Uh, it's all skunkweed. But yeah, yeah e- I mean, everyone that, was that, eating mushrooms. Yeah, yes, that is historic, history's greatest mystery solved by dudes eating mushrooms. So um, blue whales, uh, this is kind of kind of similar to giant squid in the sense that, so like, you know, blue whales, I think, are a little less elusive than squid. Like, we... Yes, that's because blue whales are the size of planets. <laughs> exactly. It's like harder for them to hide out. Right. Like, they're fucking gigantic. Like, blue whales, like, that's established. That's the um, the largest mammal on the planet, right? Um, it, they are believed to be the largest animal that has ever inhabited Earth, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, they're fucking gigantic. Other than your mom. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry. I we, actually, we actually had another your mom joke typed into our notes earlier on, but we forgot to stun it out there. Yeah, so um, we had to we had to really double up on that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I love whales, man. Um, they're they're fucking awesome. Like yeah. especially blue whales. Like I see a video. If I even get wind of some video of a blue whale i literally have to stop everything i'm doing and go look at it because they're so fucking majestic yeah um whales are really like they're fascinating to me because um not only are they just ridiculously large which in and of itself is cool like their heart valves are so big a grown man can walk through them Mm -hmm. that's that's insanity to me yeah um they're just really fascinating creatures for a variety of reasons like that. But like they sing to one another that said, there's still, there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know about blue whales because they right. reproduce very slowly. Mm-hmm. And despite being majestic as fuck, they're actually very shy. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, there's a, there's all kinds of video footage of, you know, like helicopters and drone, mostly helicopters. Um, that are flying up above and getting those like really super beautiful overhead shots. Um, but they're only for like a minute or two. And then the, the, the whales will just do a deep dive. Um, and so that's proven to make things super difficult for people like scientists and marine biologists to learn more about them. So, I mean, to be fair from the whales perspective, that's basically paparazzi. So (laughs) right. How rude to get it. Yeah like rude i'm just trying to like get my fuck on over here with this other (laughs) giant giant blue betty and uh i'm trying to get my fuck on blue whale 2020 (laughs) (laughs) right and you're uh you're a whale dick blocking me 
Right. Um, right. You're chop blocking. Uh, cross checking. Cross chopping me. Cross chopping me. None of it matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, we don't really know that much about them, which is sad because they're all going to fucking die because humans are goddamn garbage bastard people. Yeah. Um, thankfully, they, uh, I, I don't know when this happened. It seemed like it was relatively recently within the last maybe 10, 15 years. They really started cracking down on. Um, you know, whale meat. I, I don't know if it was a huge um, consumer product here in the West, but I, I know in the East for what, things like sushi and stuff, right, Ted? Um, so I, I'm, I'm not familiar with whale sushi. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Um, but I mean, whales have historically had a lot of uses for different products like like blubber and whale oil right. uh, were big commodities at one point. Um, amber grease is, is a, is another big thing that that's used in a lot of perfumes and, and mm. some other things as well. So there's been markets. There have been markets, I should say for um, whales. Um, but yeah, I think along with sharks, I think a lot of cracking down, so to speak, has been done on some of those practices so that they're not, um, they're not basically hunted to extinction. Right. Yeah. And I mean, if that's the reason or one of the reasons why blue whales are shy, then yeah, I get it. You know, if I, I barely poke my head above water too, if you know, these, the white man was always trying to get me. Right. The goddamn, the honkies. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I don't even talk to my neighbors and they live like close to me. If some fucking alien came down in a spaceship to take pictures of me, I would probably shoot at the bird and crotch chop it because that's what I'm on today. So <laughs> I get it. I get why they're shy. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, moving on, we got one more animal to cover and that is the fucking cannibal shark. Yes. Well, potential cannibal shark. Yeah. At least we think so. Um, Maybe. and I guess that would be good news for us, right? Because less people eating, maybe. Well, I mean, sharks are scary enough. Uh huh. I feel like a cannibal shark is scarier. If it eats sharks and people, like, yeah, for sure. It's got the taste of shark meat. It's unstoppable now. <laughs> uh, this is just a really weird and interesting story to me. Uh, so in 2003, scientists put a, like a GPS tag on a nine foot great white shark. You know, that's mm -hmm. just part of their normal studying routine of, of great white sharks, right? Is they tag it so they can track its movements and what it's doing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It also lets them look at other, other like, um, oceanic patterns and whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. So, <clears throat> um, while they're tracking it, the GPS tag suddenly showed a dive of 1900 feet or so done in seconds, which is. I mean, 1,900 feet is nothing to sneeze at in, in, in a rapid time. Right. And you think to yourself, well, it's a shark. Sharks swim in the ocean. That's not that crazy. Well, the crazy thing is that you would expect it to get colder as the shark dove down. Because, like, mm -hmm. there's less sunlight. The ocean gets colder as, you know, the deeper it goes. <clears throat> but the right. temperature reading actually went up by about 20 degrees. Wow. So, the only viable explanation that anybody could come up with is that something ate their shark. But they didn't know what. Because, again, we're morons and don't know shit about the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, is there a bigger animal? Uh, well, of course, there's a bigger, uh, you know, sea animal that could eat a shark. Uh, I'm wondering why they're assuming that it would be uh, another shark. Or maybe not assuming, but like, uh, you know assume or guessing i don't know um that's it's just that's of, interesting to me yeah it's kind of split um as to what people think it was and, and by split i don't mean like 50 50 or there's a lot of contention like i think the most the most agreed upon explanation is it was probably a sperm whale um sperm whales are larger than that and and you know have been known to eat and attack sharks uh, right. similar to orcas uh, and which are also badass whales fucking rule basically is, is the, the thesis for this episode uh, right one of many i'm learning <laughs> <laughs> um but again i mean there's that's not certain 
you know, um, that's that's just their best guess or most educated guess, you might say. So we can't rule out the possibility of Monster Shark, just like we can't rule out the possibility of Giant Squid, just like we can't rule out the possibility of your mom. Exactly. Uh, She could be a (laughs) sea dweller, too. (laughs) She could be a uh, crotch chopping anglerfish. That's actually how she uh, subsists. The heat from the crotch chop is what keeps her alive. Yes, it it, it goes down at like Dragon Ball Z speeds. (laughs) And by the time the hands are like next to the crotch, like the crotch is like, it's basically the force of a nuclear explosion. Every crotch chop. Right. The fire of a thousand suns. Yes. Um, anyway, so, uh, we can, if you want, we can move on from, uh, the shark and yes, let's, let's move away from the crotch chopping mothers <laughs> and the shark also, apparently, I think I'd actually pay my mom $20 if I walked into her house and she was like, I got two words for you. Suck it. Like walk in on Thanksgiving and she's like, you don't like my fried turkey. I got two words for you. Suck it. Or just like motion, like everyone in the house, like she prepared it, like all the guests in the house, like all my family members, like scream it, like the audience would from the WWF days. And I'd just be like, whoa, like Jesus lightning wind come into my body and like electrocute me. And that would just be the end of days. I, uh, I, I, my new goal in life is start a YouTube channel, uh, of just videos of your mother doing various 90s <laughs> WWF catchphrases. Uh, yeah, next time I see her, I'm going to teach her some. Like, Oh, know. God, this is going to, we're going to be fucking famous, bro, because your mom's going to be a degenerate. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, okay. Well, uh, I'm officially, sure she's a nice lady. I don't know. <laughs> nah, she's a very nice lady. Yes. So anyways, officially moving on, um, there are these crazy things called vile vortices, and there are officially 12 of them, um, 12 on Earth. And if you're not sure what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, the Bermuda Triangle effectively is one of them. Uh, It's where shit goes in, but doesn't come out. Kind of like the opposite of pooping sort of like pooping anyways um yeah so ted what what do you got about uh the bring me to triangle are you are you scared of this shit um no no more than any of the rest of the scariest fuck ocean um right because you'll never go anywhere near it right because you're a smart person yeah uh yeah i'm I'm a land person for sure (laughs) uh yeah i i don't even get in the tub bro <laughs> I whatever the opposite of a salt life sticker is for like douchebags on their back of their Jeep Wranglers, like I am the opposite of that. Okay, all right, we're gonna put a pin. Uh, it, we're, we're gonna circle back to the Bermuda Triangle because you got me. I'm going on a tangent with salt life stickers. <laughs> if you live in a landlocked state <laughs> and you have a salt life sticker, it should be legal to punch you in the face. <laughs> you can officially get fucked. Yeah, yeah. I don't care that you like going to the beach. I don't even care that you go like you could go to the beach once a week. I don't care. You live in a landlocked fucking state, my guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've I seen the lake life stickers, and those are slightly less douche chill inducing. Mm-hmm. Because you know we have lakes here. I get that. That's fine. But like, right? If you seriously, if you live in a state that doesn't have salt water, I'm gonna punch you in the dick as hard as I can, and it should be legal. <laughs> I should be able to do that with immunity. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so we found the thing that Ted is passionate about. Um, <laughs> aside from Asian cinema. Yes. <laughs> and, and King Kong movies. My, my, three, um, my three great loves in life. Uh, monster movies. Or uh, when I say King Kong, I, I meant Godzilla. Yeah. My, my three great loves in life are monster movies. Uh, Asian cinema. And punching Saul left sticker, having people in the dick. <laughs> and cross chopping. My fourth great love is cross chopping anglerfish at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> I'm a modern right. day renaissance man, David. I don't know what to say. Uh, back to the Bermuda Triangle. It, it sounds scary, but once you realize that, like, 
it's not any more dangerous statistically than any other part of the ocean, all of that sort of conspiracy mythos sort of falls apart. Yeah, I, I think this is this may be the first topic on um within ocean mysteries and conspiracies that's really like i guess on the conspiracy side and the more paranormal side of things like everything else has basically been grounded in mystery just our lack of knowledge on that but it in that sense kind of being scary as fuck but this would like it started out as one of those like or not start out but like it was a long time ago, one of those like campfire kind of stories where, you know, you sit around like a big group of friends and you talk about shit that like freaks you out and you all get freaked out together. And like Bermuda Triangle was always one of those things that kind of came up in those conversations. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, you, you talk about like the stories that pretty much everyone's heard, like, uh, like ships and planes like going through the area and just disappearing off the fucking map, never to be heard of or seen again. Um, and that all happens. Like, I don't think it really happens anymore. Uh, it, a lot of the, um, a lot of the quote unquote reports or whatever you want to call it. They, they were mostly like in the the sixties and seventies, I think. And so they, you know, they they just didn't know as much as we do now, which, like I said earlier, is still not a lot. But, you know, we found out things that, <clears throat> like, the, the majority of uh, tropical storms in the Atlantic and hurricanes, they pass through Bermuda Triangle. So um, in the days uh, prior to, you know, our uh, ability to predict weather, um, these dangerous storms like just went and grabbed the fucking ships and were like, um, you know, yeeted them into the sun. Um, you know, the, the Gulf stream can also cause rapid and violent changes in weather. Um, there's some crazy magnetic stuff that goes on in that area because of its, um, what is it? It's, uh, has to do with like the north and south pole and its position to them i believe but like uh a compass a compass's ability to point to like true north versus magnetic magnetic north gets all screwy um so you, you hear a lot of stories or i read one like right before we started recording of like a uh a, a flight i think it was like called flight 14 or 43 something like that uh where it was like a handful of um a handful of planes that were just going to do a routine exercise and just ended up like their their stuff started malfunctioning and stopped working including their compasses and just couldn't find their way back home and then <clears throat> they were never heard of again so yeah Yeah, um, I, it's sort of like um, like like ghost sightings or fairy sightings or what have you, where it's like you can you could graph them in such a way that it's like um, <clears throat> their zenith is at you know the point prior to camera technology, and then their nadir is like camera technology becomes better, and then it's back up when Photoshop becomes a thing, right? Right. And, I think it's similar here where it's like before we have things like GPS or like better understandings of meteorology and weather um, and where we're relying on like the, the stars and, and luck basically to, uh, <laughs> right. you know, to guide where, you know, obviously there's a higher chance of being lost at sea if you don't have like GPS technology, for example. Yeah. Um, just, just as an example, which is not to say that, you know, historical sailors were idiots because obviously they weren't, you know, we circumnavigated the globe right. 500 years ago. You know, we, we have, we as people had a pretty good fucking understanding of how to sail. But at the same time, again, like if you have the, the, the benefit of knowing, Hey, there's going to be a storm in three to five days, you're probably not going to sail, meaning you're not going to 
sink, meaning you're not going to feed into that, you know, loop of the Bermuda Triangle is cursed. Right. At least some of us will will do that. Yeah. And then there's the dicks out there that are like, I know everything. And, and you know, Tarzan <laughs> and... swing out and get yeeted. <laughs> right. Just ruin it for the rest the, of us. By the ocean. Fucking it up for everybody. Right. Just trying to cross chop it to death and ends up getting fucking yeeted. How do you still not get it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing it on purpose. Um, But yeah, uh, there's, and there's, like I said, there's 12 different, 12 different ones uh, uh, or 12 different vile vortices um, across the world. Uh, The the Devil's Sea is one of them which uh, apparently it's notorious for just yeeting planes out of the sky. Just give me a bitch. And like, you know, like Get a hand. <laughs> Get over here. Uh, yeah. It's like a hand, a giant God hand just comes yeah. out. Of That's actually cloud. where the USS Scorpion is. He, he is over there <laughs> chilling, doing the get over here to planes over the devil's sea. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen, Mortal Kombat recently, but the CG in that, in fact, does not hold up yeah, at no, all. I actually, it was I saw that it was on Netflix, uh, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna watch this and eat pizza." And that's exactly what I did. It was a good Friday night. Um, yeah, but no, the movie is bad, and the CG is terrible. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually, however, super excited about the um, the remake whenever that comes along. I no. <sighs> I was going to say no more Mortal Kombat um, uh, tangents, but I don't think I can promise that for this podcast. Yeah, I can't hold myself to guarantee that either. Yeah. Uh, but before we get onto another Mortal Kombat tangent, let's get back to the purpose at hand, which is talking about crazy shit in the ocean. Uh, I think the most popular, probably the most popular and well-known myth about the ocean or the sea, maybe other than the Bermuda Triangle, would be the Lost City of Atlantis. Yeah, I'd say those are top two. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty safe bet. Um, Atlantis has endured for, you know, forever, basically, for, for a couple thousand years or close mm-hmm. to it now. But, um, you know, I, I think it pretty much everybody knows it. The city lost under the water. Scary, sad, you know, stuff like that. Um, widely believed to be conceived of and written by uh, the Greek philosopher Plato. You probably heard of him. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty big deal that guy yep uh he wrote it in uh, he wrote of it in a couple of different works and there was always a debate of whether or not it was meant to be an allegory or if it was more um historical truth sure there are a ton a ton a literally thousands of conspiracies around atlantis um we couldn't hope to list them all if we wanted to mm-hmm uh, which we don't because most of them are batshit insane and not even in that fun way. But, you know, some people think, oh, it's uh, it was in the Mediterranean. It was this, it was that. Some people think that it was Antarctica and it's a bad translation, which mm. doesn't even make sense because that's not anywhere close to where Plato said it was located. <laughs> so if you're using that, sure. he wrote about it historically and it's Antarctica, you did something wrong. Anyway. Uh, but it, I mean, it was an allegory. That's what Plato did. He, he, he wrote an allegories were a thing that he, uh, wrote about. Yeah. But this one had a little bit of a hint of truth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a civilization that got lost underwater, so to speak, but it's kind of believed that he wrote about, uh, he, he fashioned his allegory after the Island of Thera, which was, uh, a nation, just off the coast of Greece, or a small city state, I guess, just off the coast of Greece, that was pretty prosperous, rich and powerful, because they had some um, some fairly unique circumstances. Uh, they were able to they were able to parlay that into into wealth. Um, unfortunately, they were also literally built on top of a volcano. <laughs> right. I feel like you know where this is going. Dan. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere good. No, them. nowhere good, in fact. 1620 BC, guess what? Boom goes the dynamite. That volcano mm-hmm. erupts and destroys the city. Yep. Got wrecked. Get wrecked, bitch. Uh, we know this because there's historical evidence of this. You know, I mean, it, it, it's like Pompeii after Vesuvius. You know, we have evidence. There's very well-preserved evidence that there was a Pompeii just like... Uh, or I'm sorry, there's very well-preserved evidence that there was a Thera just like there's very well-preserved evidence of Pompeii. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of historians believe that Plato fashioned his allegory after this city and then, you know, changed the things around. So it's not be too obvious. Still fooling us hundreds of years and several centuries later. Atlantis, that's, you know, uh, like I said, uh, off air to you, you know, I, I thought it'd be, you'd be better suited to cover it because I knew while I knew of it and could maybe say a couple sentences, you know, you definitely have a, a much clearer understanding of some of the mythos behind it and some conspiracies. So I appreciate you taking the lead on that one. Um, and apparently Japan has a, a possible Atlantis. Um, yes and no. <clears throat> so it's not a story the same as like an allegory by Plato, but in 1986, a diver, um, South of mainland Japan discovered an underwater, uh, some underwater formations, mm-hmm. you know, since then several other divers have gone down and they have tried to do studies of these, you know, which is, granted fairly difficult given that they're you know underwater Um, (laughs) right some of the remains that they found one of them appears to be the remains of a castle some of them look like temples um one appears to be a stadium or coliseum of some sort and then a giant like um arch Mm -hmm. um not an arch in the sense of like a support structure but like you would think of like the arch in st louis or um something like that so like a big like a monument type thing Right. Uh, so that has led some people to speculate that it's maybe a forgotten or lost city. Um, some people have said that this was a city that was uh, on an island off the coast of mainland Japan that got hit by an earthquake and then, you know, obviously shifted down and is now underwater. Uh, some others, some geologists think that these are just sandstone formations, which can give the appearance of being man-made because sandstone tends to break along straight planes. Mm-hmm. Um, which can look like it's been machined or designed. I would explain the arch because arches aren't on straight planes, but um, I mean, you know, nothing's inexplicable in terms of geology just because we don't know. It doesn't mean it's inexplicable. Sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know a lot about it. In fact, I've just learned about it today, but I was like, Oh, that's cool. Let's throw that in there. So the listeners can be like, Oh, these guys know what they're talking about. They're smart. We're not. We're, <laughs> We're fucking idiots. I cannot stress that to you enough. Yeah, I was actually, uh, what was it? Um, uh, you, you said that was the Yona, Yona Guni monument? Is, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was one of the things I was looking at also uh, right before we started recording. How they were trying to figure out if they were like these these like stone steps that led to somewhere or yeah. led down somewhere. Steps are, or, steps are part of them, yeah right or if it was just part of the the ocean bottom or you know uh, tectonic plates pushing up against each other and creating mm-hmm. uh you know the ocean shit right yeah there are some markings on some of these and there have been some debate like are these man-made like are they carvings right um, yeah or are they just like you know erosion or things scraping against them that are causing these in in more or less random patterns yeah it it seems to me that like if you can identify more patterns on these that definitely strengthens the case for it being a man-made structure which i would totally believe anyways like if um if you told me to guess which one like although both are that they both seem like things uh that could happen i would opt for you know, uh, some sort of forgotten city, which I may be biased because I think that'd be cool as shit. Um, but that's just me. No, I 100% agree. That would be cool as shit. Uh, so we have one more to go over. Ted, you, uh, I, I know you've kind of taken the lead on the last couple, but this was one that you actually added to our notes. So I'm going to let you, um, uh, talk a little bit about it. <clears throat> right. So, um, I think most of our listeners will probably remember the Fukushima radiation incident or the Fukushima mm-hmm. nuclear disaster from several years ago. Um, it was a very, very big deal, of course, yeah. uh, as any nuclear disaster is. This uh, theory or conspiracy theory kind of takes shape um, in a post-Chernobyl world. Uh, Chernobyl, of course, is another nuclear disaster, and we're mm-hmm. still finding... You know, that, that leaves radiation all over fucking creation. 
and yeah. we're still finding things that have been affected by that that were affected by that radiation that has that have been changed fundamentally as a result of that right um and anyway the, the that leads into the fukushima radiation theory here that states that that nuclear disaster irradiated the entirety of the Pacific Ocean and is continuing to dump around 300 tons of nuclear uh, radiation into the ocean daily. Holy Which shit. A fucking lot. Um, obviously, you know, like with any good conspiracy, there's a cover-up um, because it would mean global panic if that information mm-hmm. got out. Right. So, I mean, you know... I don't know enough about radiation uh, to even begin to speculate. I just wanted to throw it on here because it's, it's really interesting and um, just kind of strange and unique, I think. Um, so I can't say that it's not a thing, so to speak. I don't think that it's irradiated the entire Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean is fucking big, David. I don't know if you know that. Uh, yes, it's... Yeah. Large, indeed. It is is indeed large. Um, That said, there is weird and mutated marine life showing up in strange places inexplicably all over. So it's not just like one little area where they found a bunch of two-headed sharks. It's like all over. So there may be some some legs to this one, so to speak. Right. (laughs) Which is funny because fish don't have legs. Well, they might now because of the radiation. But right. We don't know. I mean, it seems like if this is in fact a thing, it seems like it doesn't bode well for people that eat fish. Yeah. And I eat a lot of fish. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I don't eat any like I am a strict no seafood person. So um, I guess it's a relatively decent time to not be a fish eater. (laughs) So go me for once in my life. (laughs) <laughs> this is where I come out on top. I cross chop the world. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Indeed, well, sir. Good yeah. For well, what a great way to wrap up this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cross chop the universe. <laughs> God damn. Uh, we fuck. are now canceled. I just heard. Uh, that's uh, all right. We had a good run. This just, this just in. Um, but yeah, uh, Ted, do, do you have any closing thoughts on um, the ocean mysteries and cons- conspiracies we've covered other than the ocean's scary and don't go there? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's all I got too. It's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, as always, if you made it this far, congratulations. And Ted is sorry, um, and I'm sorry. Uh, but thank you so much for your support and um your listenership we greatly appreciate it yeah and as always be kind stay geeky and eat lots of cheesecake bye yas <laughs> <laughs>